Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee with Clarissa. Now in Singapore, coffee culture is growing and to some, a morning cup of coffee has become a daily essential. My hand is up on this. More and more we are seeing how coffee has become an important ritual in our lives and has grown to be something that we can no longer part with. Coffee drinkers continue to demand quick and convenient access to their coffee, especially while on the go. But they will never compromise on the quality of the coffee that they enjoy. Nespresso, one of the most recognized names for all coffee lovers, has managed to create a product and brand that is globally recognized. In addition, the Nespresso Professional, a gourmet coffee machine, has mastered the art of bringing coffee to offices, hotels and restaurants. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Palin Lee, marketing manager Nespresso Singapore, to talk about this rich coffee culture in Singapore, the Nespresso Professional range, specialized for the work environment, and how Nespresso continues to deliver a perfect cup of coffee. Welcome to the show. Hi, Clarissa. You know, coffee is very close to my heart. I mean, <laughs> and tummy. <laughs> you know, cutting right to the chase, the segment is called Coffee with Clarissa because I love coffee. Always happy to hear that. I love a beautiful cup of coffee. And most people don't realize what that means. Mm. And to me, that means before you even put it in your mouth, that wonderful coffee aroma is so important, right? Yes. So can you just elaborate more about this coffee culture locally that's emerged over the last few years? Yeah. So in, people in Singapore are very cosmopolitan and very well-traveled. Mm-hmm. So our coffee culture here is very diverse, you mm-hmm. know, from your local kopi o to your cappuccinos to nowadays more trendy coffees like your ice nitros, your ice frappes. There's many ways of enjoying coffee now. So in recent years, there are some coffee trends that we have observed. And the first one is that people are really becoming more discerning in the kind of coffee that they look for. Right. People are looking for premium coffees that have this you know aromatic taste and you know of exceptional quality, just like what you're describing. Mm-hmm. They don't just want a coffee to just kind of chuck down so that they can wake up. Mm-hmm. They are really very appreciative of the aesthetics of the coffee, the different notes and flavours and the aromas that come from high quality coffee. So I mean a lot of the things that you were describing just now. A lot of people say, you know, if you drink coffee with milk, you're ruining the flavour. Sorry, I love my coffee with milk. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But I also really, really like a good cup of coffee black Mm. because that's where you taste all those different notes, right, that you're talking about. How has Nespresso, the brand, maintained this image that you have of quality coffee? I think it begins with kind of like the end in mind. So our coffee specialists in Switzerland often think about, okay, do they want the coffee to be drunk as a black coffee or Mm. as a white coffee? So for instance... um, a couple of months ago, we just launched a selection of coffees called Barista Creations, mm-hmm. where these coffees are actually designed to be paired perfectly with milk. Because we know that globally, over 70% of coffee cups are actually drunk with milk, sure. like white coffees. Sure. So our experts in Switzerland actually tested over 20,000 cups of cappuccino and over six years mm-hmm. to come up with three coffees that I are I bet they didn't milk. sleep very much during that time. <laughs> I think it was a very happy six years when they were doing this research. I would be very happy to be a you know test dummy for you <laughs> we're Any, signing you up right now anytime talk about the nespresso professional 
How does that fit into the office environment? So we have two ranges of Nespresso. Mm. One is for the home mm. use and one is for office, which is what we call Nespresso Professional. Mm. So our Nespresso home machines are designed really to look sleek and functional and to be able to fit on your small home pantry counter. Right. Whilst Nespresso Professional, those ma- machines are much larger. There mm. are more extraction nozzles. So you can make more coffees at the same time, you know, so that it's a so much that's larger... that's not a, a pod type of thing. The most distinctive difference that people recognise is the pods, the capsules look different. Mm-hmm. So the home ones, they have this pod shape, which is quite iconic. Mm-hmm. Whilst the ones for the office are round and flatter so that they can uh, be more compact in the office pantry where space is really very precious. Right, of course. And of course, I'm assuming the price point's different too. <laughs> Depends on how much you drink. Mm. <laughs> we won't go there. Now, Nespresso's got quite a wide range of coffee. It's a quite wide selection of coffees. Mm -hmm. What is Singapore's favourite? Do you know? Oh, yes. Singaporeans tend to like the more intense flavoured coffees. Really? Yeah. And that may be also... So the Robustas and... Exactly, yeah. like your arpeggios, your mm-hmm. ristretto kind of coffees. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that typically do quite well for us. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's because of the flavours come out a lot more quickly on the tongue. Mm-hmm. And I think with coffees, the other thing that we notice about it is that coffees used to be something that you kind of drink in the morning at home to kickstart your day, mm-hmm. right? What we've noticed is where people are starting to drink. And coffees are being drunk, you know, in offices, in cafes, in restaurants. And increasingly, coffee is becoming a very social drink and not just in cafes but in offices. So for example, you know, people saying, oh, I want to get a cup of coffee. Nowadays, it's something you say to initiate a conversation. It's it's know, usually the start of a meeting. <laughs> Come, let's get a cup of coffee. It's an unofficial meeting with your boss. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like to get you relaxed first and then, okay, <laughs> I need a brainstorm idea. I need Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and that, that for us is where the Nespresso professional line comes in mm-hmm. um, because it allows you to have this great cup of coffee very conveniently mm-hmm. so that you can focus on having a meaningful conversation. And they're quite pretty, these machines. I've oh, seen them in beautiful. a few office buildings. Yeah, they're, they're quite pretty. Yeah. It's actually interesting because not only did you work on the flavours and the notes of the coffee, mm. but you also worked on the presentation of the coffee machine itself. Yeah. Um, so we are in a lot of the um, michelin star restaurants mm-hmm. and fine dining restaurants and hotels. And some partners actually even designed their offices pantries around our machine because they're so beautiful. Wow, you say that so happily. (laughs) I'm not complaining. (laughs) But it's true. It is. It's strangely, I mean, you'd think it would be a very utilitarian machine Mm. stuck in a corner somewhere where nobody would pay attention to it. But where where I've started to see it is in boardrooms where it's off in the corner, but it's got quite a place, it's got a light on it. And I'm like, wow, that's an interesting idea. Basically, it's a beacon of coffee here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I, again, have no problems like with. Life. It's a signal <laughs> of life. Come oh, towards yeah, us. <laughs> when did this happen, though? When did coffee become a social drink? Is there a global moment in time that you can point to as that's when people started to sit down and drink coffee as part of their social interactions with their friends or on dates or for meetings? Is there a, like a defining moment? I think maybe not a defining moment, but kind of the origins of coffee also was actually something that was aristocratic. Mm -hmm. It was only for the rich at one point. Um, Then coffees became a you know social drink that people that men especially would have Mm -hmm. when they were having their discussions, and a lot of this started in 
certain parts of Europe mm-hmm. as well as in Turkey as well. Right. And these are where a lot of discussions happen and they were usually enjoyed in coffee houses. So mm-hmm. this was a place where people would gather and then start enjoying these coffees. And I think then we observed that coffee became a little bit of like a commodity at one point where mm-hmm. people were having their coffees alone at home. So now we're starting to see it becoming a very social again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with friends gathering, I mean, sometimes, you know, you have to meet your friends outside your mobile phone. So... <laughs> We find that the experience of coffee in cafes and restaurants and offices is something that we want to enable. We want to help people be able to, you know, just kind of break the ice a little bit, have a starting point of a conversation almost, especially when they look at that beautiful cup of coffee, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, looking at la- the layer of crema on the coffee, mm-hmm. being able to just inhale and smell the aroma. I think it's something that is allowing people to just kind of take that breath in to enjoy and that moment. It is that moment of enjoyment and relaxation and then, you know, the social things that come with it. It's funny because in preparing for this interview, I had to think, Mm. When was it for me? And I think when was it for me was um, at the start of that whole Friends TV series phenomena because so much of those characters' lives revolved around sitting around, having cups of coffee, et cetera, (laughs) talking and, you know, planning their lives. Mm. And I realized that my friends and I at the time were starting to do that more. So we were going to bars less and going to coffee houses more. more. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, so, and and that's where I started drinking more coffee. So I blame coffee. (laughs) How does Nespresso, or how has it uh, translated into the local market? So with different kinds of coffee, I think for us, it's really, there's a time and place for different kinds of coffee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we definitely still enjoy like the local copio because the way it's prepared is so different. Mm -hmm. And the way like it's the kind of ingredients that goes into local coffee, the way it's prepared. I mean, even being able to say, hey, good morning, auntie, you know, it's part of the culture of Mm -hmm. coffee. And with Nespresso coffees, we offer a different kind of ritual. And also the coffees that are sourced from the local, the places that they are sourced from, the way it's prepared is extremely different. So we are diversifying the kind of options that coffee lovers have. So one of the coffees that is particularly interesting, there's a very interesting story behind it, is our Master Origin India, for example. Okay. So this coffee, it uses a monsooning technique. And what this means is that um, the coffees actually are left out on India's coasts Mm -hmm. where the wet wind, you know, the wet monsoon winds blow past. So the beans actually repeatedly swell and dry and swell and dry. And Mm -hmm. this mimics the journey which the coffees used to take by ship when it was going from India to Europe. Right. This coffee is hence incredibly intense and Mm -hmm. yet it has these spicy notes which a lot of um, Asian markets tend to like. So these are the types of coffees that we create, that we believe we bring to the table, which is coffees that are inspired by the land and yet have expert craftsmanship, which is what we believe more more, more people are beginning to appreciate. Now, the coffee culture in Singapore is very strong. We know this. Whether it's a coffee shop, whether it's a coffee house, whether it's high-end dining, it all ends with a great cup of coffee. It actually sometimes starts with, with a great cup of coffee. So then my question becomes... What's next for Nespresso? What's new? What's coming up? So one thing that we're particularly excited about is that we are going to be with the Michelin Gala Dinner next month. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a prestigious gastronomical event where the restaurants are accorded their one-star, two-star 
um, ratings okay. and launching with the Michelin Guide. So this is something that we've been the official coffee partner with them for four years. Mm-hmm. And what, some of the coffees that we are featuring is our what we call exclusive selections range, which are two carefully curated coffees that are only available at Michelin start restaurants, okay. such as Les Amis and the, the Corner House. Okay, that sounds good. And you've got new coffees coming too? <laughs> we always have new coffees coming. Some of them are limited edition and some are, when they are very popular, we actually keep them on our regular portfolio. Okay, so something that's limited edition might become a mainstay. Yes. All right. So that depends on the customers, like me. (laughs) So if you like it, you have to drink more of it. And constantly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, something that every brand across different industries are starting to look at very, very seriously is sustainability. Mm. We've done too much damage to the environment. We've started too late to think about fixing it. Now, what has Nespresso started to do? What is Nespresso's stand on the whole sustainability issue? Mm. Sustainability is not new to Nespresso. We actually started our sustainability program 28 years ago. So some of your listeners might might not even have been born then. This is possible. So sustainability also is something that we look at and which starts from how we grow our coffee Mm -hmm. and going full circle to how we recycle the used capsules. Right. So... From the start, where the coffee farmers, this is where we have collaborated with the Rainforest Alliance and Fair Trade mm-hmm. to make sure that the farmers that we work with are constantly improving on the quality of their crops, their yield, whilst we protect the environment and the communities that they live in. Right. For instance, I was in the Indonesia coffee farm last month mm-hmm. and we were given the opportunity to pick the coffee cherries on our own. And what I realised was that picking coffees, you have to actually hold the coffee cherry and gently twist it off Mm -hmm. so that the stem on the branch is left there so that next year the coffee cherries can grow again. Because if you just kind of violently tuck the cherry off, it wouldn't grow again. It'll take another two years for it to grow. Right. So this is also to ensure minimal wastage and to maximise the crops of the coffee. And for hand-picking, is actually a very tedious way of, of course. picking coffee. There are other methods where you use like machines or you use hand-stripping where you kind of just pull all the cherries off the branch. Mm-hmm. But hand-picking means you pick the cherries that are at the exact ripeness that you want it to. So there's really very little wastage. And we were even given these bands, which our farmers wear. So it's this red band. And we pick the cherries that match the exact tone I see. on the bands. That actually sounds like fun to do. <laughs> it was good fun. Yeah. yeah, it was good fun. And Nespresso is going to continue to grow its sustainability endeavours, right? I mean, ha- yeah. we all have to, basically. Yeah, we have to. So this is the part that comes, that's the starting point, right? Mm-hmm. That is with the farmers, you know, on the lands. And then when we come to something more local in Singapore, mm-hmm. we have actually created our own recycling facility where we have built a machine which sorts out, which separates the aluminium capsules from the used coffee grounds. Right. The used coffee grounds, we actually donate to a local organic farm. Mm-hmm. And this is made into nutrient-rich compost, which goes into, you know, growing healthy vegetables for people to enjoy. Mm -hmm. The aluminium capsules are actually repurposed to be made into things like pens, chopsticks, bicycles, everyday items that we can use. So one thing that is um, a little bit of trivia here is that aluminium is actually infinitely recyclable. Okay. And it is the third most abundant element in the world. The Mm. other two elements are oxygen and silicon. So aluminium is the third one. So that's a material that we have choicefully made 
to um, protect our capsules because we've also found that it's the best material to keep our coffees fresh mm -hmm. so that the aromas stay with you when you make that cup of coffee. Right. All right. On that note, it's, I've had a real pleasure talking to you, Palin. And I look forward to a great cup of Nespresso coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3 with Palin Lee, Marketing Manager, Nespresso Singapore. I'm Clarissa Montero. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.